Hi, and welcome to Parsha on a Pod. My name is Yechiel Schaffer. I am the rabbi of the Pikesville Jewish Congregation. This week, we will be taking a look at Parshat Tetzaveh, which focuses on the vessels that fill the Mishkan, the portable tabernacle, the portable sanctuary for the Jewish people in the desert. And it discusses, or begins to discuss, really, the people who will be worshipping inside the Mishkan, utilizing these vessels, the Kohanim, the priestly tribe. Tetzaveh has 101 verses and lays out in front of us the ceremonies for consecrating the priests and the Mishkan. Here is Parshat Tetzaveh in seven parts. Part 1. The Atah Tetzaveh es Bnei Yisrael. You shall further instruct the Bnei Yisrael. The Jewish people are now commanded to bring olive oil to be used in the menorah. These lamps will be set up by Aaron and his sons outside the Holy of Holies. Chapter 28 begins with a description of the establishment of the priesthood. Aaron and his sons will will be established to worship in this mikdash. The priests will wear special clothing, while the high priest will wear extra special clothing reflecting his elevated role. His clothes will consist of a breastplate, an ephod, an apron, a robe, a fringed tunic, a headdress, and a sash. These items shall be made out of gold, blue, purple, and crimson yarn. We will detail each of these items in the coming aliyot, beginning with the ephod. This garment was made out of gold, blue, purple, and crimson yarn twisted together. This garment should have two shoulder straps made from fine twisted linen with two precious stones placed on top upon which the names of the tribes of Israel were engraved. Six names on one stone, six names on the other. Aaron shall carry the children of Israel literally on his shoulders. And so ends part one. Part 2. Va'asita mishpatzot zahav. Make a frame of gold. We're now going to discuss the breastplate. Create a frame of gold upon which there should be two pure gold chains, braided like a cord, fastened together. It shall be made in a similar style as the ephod, made of gold, blue, purple, and crimson fine-twisted yarn. You shall create it square create it square with the ability to double it over to create a pocket inside of it on it you shall mount four rows of stones containing a variety of precious stones these stones should correspond to the tribes of israel totaling 12 stones and should be sealed engraved with the names of the children of israel two golden rings shall adorn its corners attaching the golden cords to the breastplate the, press, the breastplate shall be in, held in place by the rings on it being tied to the rings on the ephod. Aaron will carry on his chest the names of Israel and will place inside the pocket of the breastplate, behind the stones, the famous Urim Vetumim, which will cover his heart. Rashi, chapter 28, verses 30, describes the Urim Vetumim 
as a piece of parchment containing the full name of God. And so ends part two. Part three. Va'asita et me'il ha'ephod klil Make a robe of ephod of pure blue. The me'il. You shall make a robe of pure blue fabric. You shall create an opening which is hemmed for the Kohen Godel's head to pass through. On the outer hem of the robe, attach small sewn pomegranates and bells of gold, so that Aaron can be heard wherever he is going. Rashi verse, chapter 28 verse 35 draws our attention to the final words of the verse that state Aaron should wear, should wear this so that he not die. Rashi suggests that these words speak about the entire uniform and not exclusively about the me'il. Let's discuss the tzitz. The tzitz shall be made of gold and shall have the name of God engraved upon it. It shall be suspended by a cord of blue and shall be placed on Aaron's forehead. The Torah tells us that the tzitz atones for the sins that deconsecrate the sacred items. The ketonet, the mitznefet, and the avnet. You shall make a coat and a turban of fine linen, and a girdle shall be created by skilled, impro- skilled embroiderers. For Aaron's sons, you shall make coats, girdles, and turbans. Aaron shall dress his sons and anoint them in this sacred service. The clothes shall be used to beautify them. They shall, not have, they shall have breeches that cover their nakedness, and they shall wear these clothes when in service of the Mikdash, lest they die. And so ends part three. Part four. This is what you shall do to consecrate the priests. The Torah begins to describe the actions required to consecrate the priests. You shall take one young bull, two rams, free from any blemishes, unleavened bread, cakes mixed with oil, and wafers with anointing oil, anointed with oil. Place these items in a, bra- in a basket and bring them to the mikdash. Aaron and his sons shall come forward and shall be washed near the entrance of the Mikdash. Aaron should then be dressed in the high priest's clothes and shall be anointed with pure oil. Aaron's sons should also be dressed and anointed. The bull should be brought in front of the Mikdash and Aaron shall rest his hands on the animal's head. The bull shall then be killed and its blood shall be smeared on the horns of the altar while the rest of the blood should be poured at the altar's base. The fats and some of the organs shall be burned on the altar, while the rest of the animal shall be burned outside the camp. The process shall be repeated for the ram, with the exception that the ram is burned in its entirety on top of the altar. And so ends part four. Part five. Take the second ram. Take the second ram. Aaron and his sons shall rest their head upon this ram, rest their hands upon that ram's head. The ram shall be killed and its blood shall be placed on Aaron's right ear, on his son's right ear, upon their right thumb of their right hand, and on the largest toe of their right foot. The remaining blood should be sprinkled around the altar. 
The blood and the oil mixture on the altar should be collected and sprinkled on Aaron and his sons. Many of the fats and the organs of this ram shall be gathered with one loaf of bread and a cake of oil and bread and one wafer from the basket that we mentioned earlier. Aaron and his sons shall wave these items and then they should be burned on the altar. You should take the breast of the ram and wave it. These offerings shall be for Aaron and his sons and their well-being, their safety. For seven days, the descendants of Aaron will wear the special clothes and worship in the Mikdash. This ram that they've been working with shall be boiled and consumed by Aaron and his sons by the entrance to the Mikdash. Any leftover meat or food shall be burned in the morning. For seven days, the consecration process will occur for the priests of Israel. And so ends part five. Part 6. This is what you shall do upon the altar. Each day of consecration you shall bring two young lambs upon the altar, one offered in the morning and one offered in the evening. One lamb shall be brought with a small measure of flour mingled with beaten oil and a small amount of wine. The evening lamb shall be offered in a similar way. These offerings shall be brought throughout the generations. This act will create a great rendezvous between God and the people, the Torah promises. The Mikdash, the priests, and the altar will all be sanctified through this consistent daily sacrifices. God will dwell in our midst, and we in return will remember the kindness he did for us in taking us out of Egypt. So ends part six. Part seven. Va'asita mizbeach miktark tores. Make for yourself an altar for burning incense in the mikdash. You shall make an altar for burning incense, and this altar should be made of wood. It should be one cubit long and one cubit wide and two cubits high. You shall plate it with gold and add two rings to its sides to carry the poles. These poles shall be made of acacia wood and covered with gold. Place this altar in front of the curtain, and Aaron shall offer incense on it every morning when he lights the menorah. You shall place only incense on this mizbeach, on this altar. No other sacrifices should touch it, including libations. Though... Once a year you shall achieve atonement through placing blood on its horns. And so ends Parshas Tetzaveh. Thank you so much for joining us at Parsha and Apart. My name is Yechiel Schaffer. If you enjoyed this, found it informative or helpful, please subscribe to our podcast and like it, star it, review it, whatever you're supposed to do. Please take a minute to help spread the word. One final thought on the Parsha. The Parsha is most exuberant around the daily sacrifice, the one in the morning and the one in the evening. Famously, the introduction to the commentary on the Agadita of the Talmud famously suggests that the most important psukim, the most important mitzvah in the Torah, is are these psukim that instruct us in the carbon Talmud. The Torah doesn't hold any punches. It tells us if we perform the carbon Talmud, we will have a great rendezvous with God. It is in that act we will meet God. 
perhaps the point is in the act of consistency, in the day in and the day out act, in those acts that require us to have resilience and daily observance, daily connections, daily expressions of gratitude and subservience to God. It's in those acts in which we perform with consistency, we can build the, the closest and the most safe relationship with Rabbanu Shalom. Wishing everyone a Shabbat Shalom.